You're listening to High Radio with Miss Amber. Hi. I've known her for some time now and she is entrepreneurial. She is uh, on her way to kick-starting her own sports academy. And not just because of any reason, but because she's an Olympic champion. And she feels that Ghana is yet to get to know the way exercising should be done. And, of course, she also is going to set off, beginning of November, a specific foundation, uh, which she has been running for the last, last 10 years. And she is uh, looking in with ways to officially start it in the Netherlands and get things rolling. So I have with me Esther Dankwa. <laughs> Esther, how are you doing? Yeah, by his grace, I'm doing good. And you? I am also fine. Good to have you on the show. I'm really on it to be here. <laughs> You're glistening. It seems like you've had a good rest today. I did, I did because I, I want to look good to come here, <laughs> to, to be here with you. <laughs> which which is really important, of course. <laughs> and how was your Sunday? Oh, my Sunday today was quite busy in the morning, but then in the afternoon was uh, a little bit better. It was all right. Yeah. So having to be an Olympic champion, uh, could has your day been any of exercising today? I'm always exercising. You're always? Yes. Today wow. I did something. I did some few exercises and I have to give training too, to um, some hockey players today. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, quite nice. And always you have to demonstrate about stuff to them. Got it. Yeah. So obviously you're also a, a trainer. Yes. As they would say. And how does that go? Does it go? Are you are you working seven days a week? Or uh, sometimes and sometimes not. And it's just sometimes I'm always uh, really from morning to <laughs> late in the evening. So then in the next day, I decided, okay, no more, no more too much. So, but then I have to take care of the little one too. So your daughter. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. I definitely understand. Um, well, you are a, a star who has been um, a champion since, what can I say, a long, obviously a long time. And um, you'll be walking around Ghana and people would ask you for pictures, obviously, because you're a noted personality so let's get straight to asking uh esther donkwa you're an african uh, olympic champion where did everything in sports start for you how did it how did it go yeah i didn't win a medal though in the olympic games but uh okay. i was there to present in ghana you did your thing yeah i did my thing but uh i started in um so in ghana a place called Ko which is in Koko, mm -hmm. that's where I started, really small. And then I moved to Accra, that's where everything started really seriously in Accra. Mm. So I started really just at the age of, uh, I think, 13, 14. 13 or 14. And why sports? Because a lot of people would rather focus on studies or um, you also have other practical things, you know, why sports? Yeah, it didn't really, it was not a choice. It was the situation made me just to get out and do something not to, not, not to think about pain. Mm -hmm. So put the pain on something else. So um, I, was, I was staying with my parents at the, I think, 
I don't have a memory of my childhood much, but the small one I have is we move because my father lost everything. So we have to move from one place to another. We stayed a little bit in, in Takwa and then I have to move from Takwa to Nkoko. So I was staying with my uh, grandparents there and my step-grandfather. <laughs> but then um, things were not really nice there as I remember. So I always have to find a way to find the balance, the easier way to get rid of pain. But then I choose the uh, sports because in the night everybody is asleep and then I'll sneak out and I'll start running. To exercise. Just run until I just free the, from the pain. So after I just go, 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 and then I'll return back home and then I'll come and sleep. So that's where everything started. And one day in the school, they were like, yeah, we were looking for athletes to run for the school. Mm -hmm. So I just said I would, I would do it. And they were like, you can do it. Who are you? Because nobody noticed me in the school. I was always hiding somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm wearing is not nice to come outside for everybody to notice. So I told them I would do it. They didn't believe me. They think, my friend, put yourself in the corner. So they said, okay, we have somebody to do the sprints. We have only 1,500 and 800 and I think 3,000. I thought I would do it. So I did. And I was running, I was crying the whole time. Why were you crying? <laughs> oh, no. I cried from the half of the running. I start crying till the end. But I will finish. I will finish and win too with the, with the crying. Why? Because it's painful. I think it was too much what is going on inside and I can get rid of it somewhere and it just come out with the tears. So in Coco, everybody knows me that if I'm running, I run, I'll cry, but I'll end up finishing it. You'll end up finishing. Yes. And were you in competition? Yeah, we did have a lot of athletes, but at the end of the day, I did make sure I won't lose though. So I just go. Which is the winners, mm -hmm. a typical great <laughs> winners mentality, as yeah. as I would say. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And um, well, you started that your interest for running started, uh, which is probably one of the reasons why you also specialize in the um, uh, hundred meters yeah. as an athlete. Yeah. Later on, later on in the moment I moved from Nkoko to Accra, mm -hmm. to my back. So I went to Accra Sports Stadium and I said, hey, I'm looking for a coach. The first coach I met, he said, get out. We are not going to help you. You don't have talent. So I was disappointed and I was walking out. And then I met another old man. And then he asked me in, in Iga, like, what is your name? Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah, I mean, think crying. That moment, you know, I can't speak. I say, no, I say, so dream at them. And that was also in Ghana or yeah, in Chile. But I understand what he you could said, understand. But oh, I couldn't speak it. So I just looked at him and then he said, okay, you know something? I will help you. You can come and join the training. So I waited and then I trained with them and that's where everything started. May so rest in perfect peace. He died a few years ago, probably. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's where everything started from there. So then he changed from the long distance to 400 and 200. And then gradually, I just moved 202. 
Mm, I see. That is an interesting story. So you had somebody who created time for you, who believed in you and said, you know what? I am going to give uh, her a break. Definitely. So, um, I, I, I can assume he's proud of you, you know, in his last, in his last days. Yeah. He was, uh, he was a quite a good coach. I mean, he, I can tell you the whole Ghana in track and field coaches, he was the one of the best. I think he is number one because he always picked the ones nobody think they are nobody and build them to be a champion. So he takes on the most challenging task yes. to, to train yes. as they would say. Yeah. Right. And, uh, which other people have been important in starting you as to, to a professional level? Cause I, I, I mean, how long was it before you started until you really were professional? Um, I think from at the age of 14, 13, 14, mm-hmm. and then I was 17. Then I remember 99. That was my first um, a big game in South Africa, all African games. Mm-hmm. So that's where everything started. But I went back to Ghana. I said, okay, am I going to do this or what? So I was still doubting. But then I looked at myself and I didn't have a really good education like other people. Mm-hmm. Other people got the, the, the privilege and the chance, but mine was not. So then that moment, I have to know what I really want to do. If I don't continue the track and field, what is my chances? So then 99, I decided just to go in fully. 110% no matter what the situation is. And that's what I did. Yeah. Then you went for it. Yes. Awesome. Um, well, in a bit, we're going to talk about more about your athletic experience and what you do now, because, um, this was a couple of years ago, which you're going to explain to us. <laughs> and I would also like to know, um, what you're doing now and what does it take to continue the life of an athlete, what is important and all of that that you have been doing. Cause I would uh, think that it's quite challenging, but there is a way to, uh, be athlete, be on top of the field and also continue to be a successful athlete. And later on, we're also going to talk about your foundation, uh, what it entails, why you started it, who is it for? Uh, but first, uh, let's listen by KO collaborating with Aka. That music comes specially from South Africa. South Africa has some good, good hardcore hip hop. So for those who are hardcore hip hop lovers and who would like to get a flavor of other types of rap styles, you should definitely venture into uh, the music of South Africa as relating to hip hop. You're still listening to Africa Unfocused. I am your host, Miss Abba. And today we have a special guest on the show. Um, it so happened that these two ladies are doing work or are anyway uh, related to uh, abuse or people who have 
been through abuse, they are setting up a platform or foundation for this specific group of people. And uh, I had one earlier on, which was Romaina, who has successfully started an online platform for people that have gone through the craziness of life that relates to abuse and share their stories online and find people to help them get to the stage of healing. Now we also have a lovely lady who is a, a, a star. She is well known, especially among Africans, because she's an African Olympian champion. <laughs> she's here with me on the show uh, as, of course, she has some groundbreaking uh, reputation and achievements on her list. Uh, but she's not here for just that, but she is here for uh, yeah, specifically the launch of her foundation, which is going to come in uh November. But first we were talking a bit about Esther, who she is and uh, what she has been doing so far. Um, you're a star, <laughs> uh, an Olympic champion. <laughs> Working on it. <laughs> and especially uh, during the period, as I would say, if I'm, if I'm right from 99 onwards onto 2008 as were uh, peaks of your career, as we would say. And um, what was your most memorable experience was, from that period? It was 2000. 2000. Sydney. Sydney. Yes. What happened in Sydney? There was a, one great athlete, which is Marianne Jones. I was so fond of her. So going there, I was like, please God, I want to see her. And then where we were staying, our, our, the village, this is our, how, our house, and this is the Americans. So one day morning, I went to the track to do a little bit shake up, and then uh, there she is. And then there's a huge man holding her starting blocks, you know, coming. And I was like, Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, Hi, how are you? With the American accent going on, and me, African accent, and like, Yeah, I'm, I'm good. And I was like, Hey, I want to be like you. And she looked at me. She says, no, you don't have to be like me. You have to be like yourself. Mm -hmm. Because um, I was, she says she was so lucky to be in America to have all the privilege. But I think if you got all those things too, maybe you'll be better than me. So be in yourself and be who you are and embrace yourself. Don't be like me. I was like, thank you. But the truth is... <laughs> What she was saying, it was going in, but I was just looking at her, you know. So it was, I, I never forget about that until, so the moment I left, that's where everything came clearly. So I went back to Ghana. Yeah. And then I left to um Germany. And then I came here to stay and train. Mm. Yes. So that's what you're doing now. So why did you come to the Netherlands? Could you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, the reason why I was uh, I came to Netherlands is in Germany. Um, the manager we went together with, the manager just threw me out from the house. He threw you out? Yes. He said, yeah, because um, you have to perform well to get more money. Out and you don't bring money, so there is no money to pay the rent and stuff like that. So when was this? It was um, I think two thousand and one. So was it in that setting? Was it um, was this in Ghana? First of all, we 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 left from Ghana. That mm -hmm. time I was working at the Ghana Migration Service, and then the plan was going and compete and come back. 
that was the plan but then we arrived there and i ended up being on the street so then it was difficult to go back so i started calling friends of mine the footballers i know and then they were like hey i'm in ghana i can't this and that so one of the guy i got which is nana ck um akono brother and then he said hey yes i know somebody in the Holland because he has a one room that time so he said hey, it's difficult to share one room I understand so he has a friend here so he contacted the friend and then I came to Holland so I slept on the street for almost 4 days that's intense yeah that's intense so in that period um how cuz cuz if you say I was put out by my manager then people would ask is it normal in that period to live with your manager can you tell us about that how did that dynamic work because um the um we bought our own ticket coming mm -hmm. but then the person there was a coach there in germany he gave us the invitation to come so we were staying in the 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 coach house but this man made the decision without discussing with the coach So the coach got paid later on I think 2 years later I met him on the competition and he was saying sorry like he didn't know he drove to look for me but he couldn't get me the one who put you out no the other coach but then the Ghanaian guy who put me out already left to Ghana the moment he did that he left and then he went to the Ghana my boss to tell my boss that I ran away so they 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 should fire me from work so it was like a game he was playing you know so i quickly got a call and then i wrote a resigning letter to the ghana immigration service but we were not staying with the manager the manager is there to provide us the the, the invitation and they're looking for the competition for us mm -hmm. and be there for us but at the end of the day he he was not be there for like me the other ones was okay but me i did it Yeah, it didn't happen to me. That is a memorable experience. It was a disaster. <laughs> I I can imagine. Yeah. But that didn't stop your career from going no. because you still had some highlights yeah. and some major achievements that you uh, uh you were yet to take on. Yeah. So, uh that is that must feel as a proud moment. Yeah, because um later on I realized that you know every journey there was uh, there is going to be obstacles but it's about how you get up from the ground that's going to make you the winner even if you don't achieve the goal you want to achieve getting up makes you a winner already so i look at my background am i am i going to achieve for myself or i'm going to depend on the, somebody so then i decided just go forward don't look back so i keep on going forward so in holland it was not easy there was a lot of um things happened here too but i still did uh, by his grace i can't see my strength and my power i don't even know where that strength came from but i overcome it every step on the way and uh it gives me the power and strength to continue on. and then i use all those pain and the happiness and the sad both of them to push me through all the career hmm. and it was it was a uh, quite challenging okay yeah. and that led you to um well winning the four times 100 meters yes uh, a gold medal yeah. at the 2007 all africa games yeah. and a silver medal at the 2008 africa championships yes. so that are those are proud 
Um, those are achievements that uh, I, I'm even proud of uh, reading about it. Um, now, so from then to now, which is now, we're now 10 years later. Yeah. What are you doing now? Now I still compete. Yeah, <laughs> but not international level because uh, I've done it. But I just compete for myself because I want to end my career in a, in a nice way to use it for something to to keep some legacy around. And uh, I have my own company training um, footballers, athletes, other track and field and hockey players. Is that the Esther Dunkwa Academy? Yes. Tell and, us a uh, bit more about that. <laughs> yeah, the Esther Dunkwa Academy is an um, academy I want to open the same thing in Ghana to train coaches. Mm -hmm. So then they can learn new things to make their um, customers or athletes were training more better and better. Mm -hmm. Because here, every year or every month or two months, there was something new you can really learn about. Yeah. And uh, in Ghana, it's not there yet. It's on the way. We are preparing everything about it to go for that. But in Holland here, it's the same. It's working here mm -hmm. now and uh, giving training and empowerment. The same time, uh, help people how to eat well. And the same time, be a top spotter. Things you have to eat and uh, things it keeps you going and yeah, you strong too. Yeah, that's good. So the Asterdanko Academy is active in the Netherlands yes. and also uh, uh, in, Ghana. in Ghana. Was that where you were on this morning? Because uh, you had to train somebody. Is that an Asterdanko? Yes, <laughs> an Asterdanko activity. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that somebody would like to know is that it's super random question, but you know, she's saying that uh, you keep yourself fit uh, within all the eating uh, and the foods of Ghana foods. What would be your favorite that you still eat and recommend others to eat? The truth is I eat everything though. I eat jollof, I eat fufu, but once in a two months I eat fufu. <laughs> You're careful with that one. Yes. <laughs> Carbohydrate. Yeah. And then uh, I eat rice, but the rice, I always combine it with um, really vegetables and other stuff together. And even if I'm making jollof, I always make my own recipe to use uh, vegetables to make the mm -hmm. jollof sauce. So then at the end of the day, you have everything in there. And it's good to eat a lot with the fish. Fish is uh, one of the best things you can eat. Meat, it takes too long before it digests. So I want to advise to eat it a lot. But at the same time, there were some things inside is good for your body, but you can replace it with beans. So you rather go for making your own sauce. You can use vegetables to make a nice sauce. Even yourself, you shock yourself that is it really coming from vegetables? I see. So then you have you eat your normal food, but then you can get all the things in it. So I eat I eat banku and all that. But all of that. Yeah. Just with a twist. Definitely. A twist as you would say. Yes. I see. So let's talk about your foundation. Um what is your foundation in the first place? Oh, my foundation uh, has been working for 10 years now. And uh, those 10 years, it was helping hospitals, um, like widows and old uh, women and men, like old people in Ghana. They have some places, they're helping them. And then children and helping other 
young ones they are really intelligent mm -hmm. to go to school some of them are going to finish nursing school which is this year mm -hmm. because i believe that uh, you have to teach the child or the person how to fish for herself or himself so the, all the time he or she doesn't have to beg all the mm -hmm. time because it, it won't it won't solve any issue mm -hmm. but put him or her into something she can do it to earn money for herself so i believe in that but then all those things i did that was not the purposely i opened this foundation the mm -hmm. reason why i did was sexual abuse all right but i was not ready about the subject so why not i put it on hold because the subject is really um critical and painful and sometimes if you don't target it well you will end up being the bad person meanwhile you are trying to uh do the right thing uh in what in what way because um sometimes you talk about it people don't believe you they they make a story out of your story it's like it's your fault it happened so before you are targeting those things you the person have to be well first you have to be make sure that you are in the right place and right mind mm -hmm. before you go through that mm -hmm. so i put it on hold for all these years not to do it to help myself to be strong to get out from that shade first before targeting it but this year is the time i know is this is yeah. the time to so attacking that issue so now is the time to really start after focusing on all other places yes. hospitals um as you would say you're now ready to handle such a subject yeah. so why did you choose for this subject specifically um uh, the reason why i choose is uh, i was the one of the victim too i know there oh, was wow. a lot of women out there they went through the same thing or they are still going through but yeah. they can't talk about it my happiness at the, really at a small age and this painful part is uh if it's coming from outside i'm not saying it's easy it's not none mm -hmm. of them are easy but if it's coming from a family it is a quite this really painful issue to talk about it in the family so it it, it was it was really heavy to deal with it but then you sit down and you ask yourself is it really worth it too to keep it because other children are going through that yeah you know and what is the right the, the best way there is no way it will never be the right time or the best way to talk about yeah but you can give them a little bit chance for them to let it out because like me i i keep everything because i have to keep the family I was afraid if I talk about it the family would divide. Yeah. So I was carrying all this burden for 20 something years. Wow. Yeah. And That's a long time. Yeah. And you carry it and you go forward in life and it hits you sometimes. Mm -hmm. And uh, it takes a lot from your life, relationship, being friends with other people. All the time your body is blocked. You can't you don't give people chance to know you to get to know you the fear and anything you sense you think is a danger so all the time you are like a sniffing dog you know yeah <laughs> so it was a quite heavy subject to um, um to to talk about it but then after my therapy and everything i realized that um 
it's time to talk about it to help others. So you you also went through therapy. Yeah. Earlier today we had uh, Romaina who's also been through it, mm-hmm. and she had also gone through therapy. Yeah. Um, how was that for you? Yeah, my my trauma was really heavy. It was heavy that even it affects even my brain. Sometimes I can uh, I can blocked, and if I blocked, I can't even write my own name. So it was a quite heavy one. The the trauma. So my, they have to put me to revisit the past. Mm-hmm. And it was a quite a heavy journey for a year to go through that. But I decided to go through without uh, any pills because I didn't want to take any pills. I wanted to go in without anything. And if I couldn't handle it, then... Then you would. But, yeah. So the doctors listened to me and then we start. So um, after that... After a few sessions to almost a year, I told them that I want to do it myself without the therapy again. And if I couldn't handle, I will come back. Mm-hmm. But as of now, I'm, I'm really free. You're really free. Uh, yeah, happy. And I can have feelings now. I can really feel. Which you didn't have before. No, for a lot of years. Yeah. Mm, I totally yeah. had- get and understand what you're saying um what i would like to know is then talking about your foundation um you're starting it's it's you're launching it in the netherlands on the 3rd of november tell us a bit more about that yeah um the 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 foundation this year the topic is about sexual abuse girls and boys Mm -hmm. because sometimes people think only girls alone or women alone go through that but some guys go through that too yeah so it's going to be uh, trying to raise money to build a safe home for this kind of uh, children. They'll go through that kind of uh, situation. They can't tell any family member or mother or father. They can always run to that house and they can get help, a therapy to go through with them and doctors to help them around. Yeah. And then um, if the ones we have, we have to pursue them to court, then we'll be, we have a lawyer too. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work with, they are going to help to yeah. put that into, mm-hmm. into, into the practice to help those uh, children. So that's the, the, the goal about the foundation mm-hmm. for a safe home. A safe home yes. for people that have gone through that experience yeah. and uh, and need, you know, a healing or a place where they could yes. come to. Yeah. That is amazing. Because it goes through with a lot of things. Some women, if mm-hmm. they go through that, they can choose to a lot to sleep around a lot. Mm-hmm. Sorry to use that word. Yeah. But it's different from each and everyone how they handle this kind of situation. Some people will never even go for any relationship anymore. Some women will never um, come close to anybody. They're always quiet in their own environment. And then uh, some people will just start sleeping around a lot. Yeah. So, but in the right talking and the right uh, therapy and stuff like that can help them to find the balance in between because the pain will never go away. And the, what happened will never go away, but you can use it in a way to achieve your goal because this abuse shouldn't stop you to achieve your goal because I didn't let it because I took my own, uh, the power inside me to find what makes me happy, what it helps me to get rid of the pain or press it down. So yeah, some women don't have that. They can find the balance in that. So that's where this safe home is going to be 
to help them, to empower them, to show them how they can use the pain to achieve something success in life. You can open your own business like what I'm doing. I didn't have a good education. Become an athlete. Yes. Or being anything you want to be in life because I didn't have a good education. But I've done a lot. I've achieved a lot. I've, I've, I've done. I've done. I mean, and I'm still doing it. And there was a lot of doors open, and amazing. I'm making too. So, but then we have to help them, to direct them, to show them the other side of the good, not only the abuse side alone. Yeah, that is beautiful. I'm loving a refreshing way on how. You want to change these people from uh, uh, within their experience yes. of having gone through abuse. Yeah. And talking about your forthcoming event, when is it? Where is it? How can people come and connect and take yeah. part? It's going to be in uh, Den Haag, um, which is uh, my club, Haag Athletic. It's in Lampampoort, close to Kaikdan. And that's where it's going to be. And it's going to, it started around, it's going to start five o'clock to. 839 and then um if more information is in my uh, website and then the um, facebook too i have it there mm -hmm. and then uh my phone number too is there so if something anyone can call me or if somebody wants to contribute mm -hmm. into the launching or the foundation himself to make it big or to make it success, to be part of it, to the person is welcome to call because I think but it's easy to break like a broom. If you put it together, it's not easy to break. Absolutely. But if you take one, it's easy to break. So if we work together as a team, if I'm doing it alone, maybe I can reach out to maybe two girls or two boys. Yeah. But if we're doing as a team, we can just reach out to maybe six or seven um, children to help them from the situation. Understood. Yes. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you are looking, uh, look out for um, the launch, official launch of Esther Dunkwa Foundation on Friday, the 2nd of November, a launch and fundraising event which helps to support sexually abused girls and women in Ghana. The time of it is from 5 to 9 o'clock in The Hague. Uh, Haag Athletic Laan van Poot, 353A in The Hague, as I said. Uh, you can contact Astadankwa if you feel that you could contribute through money or through a direct support of the event. You can find her via foundation at astadankwa.com or call uh, 2-0641-502345. And that is what Aster Dankwa is about. Uh, we have now finally reached the end of the interview. Uh, Africa on Focus is even surpassing time, small, small. Um, Esther, I would like to know, um, what can people contribute so far? And what would you need from people now? Yeah, we need money to build uh, the home because that is the goal. So the goal is raise money to uh, start the project and um, support and advice. Because uh, sometimes if you're doing something, you think you are in the right track, you're doing well. But 
maybe somebody behind you will see that okay no if you go like this it will be good or yeah. left or right it's it's open to all that and uh they should keep on supporting <laughs> definitely with money and uh with prayers yeah and all that so gotcha yeah and ladies and gentlemen you can also visit www.estadankwa.com to find out more about her foundation plus her business because she's into personal coaching she can help you with exercising a diet meal plan she knows it practically all um i can tell you that um she knows everything like she she will bring fruit in the morning and those type of stuff so she's on to good things um esther thank you so much do you have any last shout outs or people you would like to greet from high radio yeah i want to uh say thank you to uh avin and uh tanya and uh solomon and then uh my coach paul and her athletic because they've been uh they accept me and help me all those years for training and everything and support so and then uh and thank you you're Tina almost having me here you're most welcome <laughs> and all the loved ones and the support they are supporting me with prayers and everything i because i can't mention all the names but uh thank you for all of them yeah you're most welcome oh thank you so much uh, esther from coming and dropping by uh, in your busy schedule because i know you have a lot of people to help with exercising and with diets <laughs> thank you very much